Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp Mix Fantasy Podcast Paula Edition and Wrap Up. Thanks for playing all year long, man. A lot of fun, and thank you to the people that, uh, yeah, got took the time every Saturday to go make their picks and, and, and get into it and enjoy it, and everybody on Snowboard that is discussing Pulp Mix Fantasy as well. Thank you to Fly Racing 100%, Pro Taper, and Inner West Hemp as well for supporting this podcast all year long. Of course, Inner West Hemp, designed by athletes. Or athletes at heart, I should say, uh, like me, Inner West Hemp at Inner West Hemp on social media. Pulp twenty code to save with those guys. Protaper.com, official bar and sprocket at Geico, Rockstar Energy, Husky, and more. The folks, one hundred percent. The uh, official eyewear of Pulp Mex Fantasy and the real thing as well. The Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. Fantasy twenty five at checkout to save with those guys and Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. Zach Osborne just won the championship and he wears Fly Racing, and that's no coincidence. Uh, so thanks to those companies for coming on board. Thank you to Yamaha. Three bikes we gave away, and we interviewed Drew on this podcast, the winner of the MX Series. He, uh, he'll he be on the end of this podcast talking about that and the experience of going from third to first in the championship league to get that YZ250F. So stay tuned for Drew to come on. And, uh, yeah, myself and Parabinos and JT hashing it out, talking about Paula, talking about the season and more. Uh, again, thank you, everybody, for a successful 2020 Pulp Mex Fantasy season. We had a lot of growth in players this year. We had a lot of uh, fun doing it for the most part. It's not always fun. And uh, we'll be back next year, hopefully bigger and better, maybe with some changes as well. We kick those around in this podcast, of course. And, uh, again, thanks for playing, everybody. Here's the podcast. All right, everybody. Uh, as I promised, uh, the Pulp Mex Fantasy podcast, the final round, we're going to recap Paula. It's been a little bit, we know. We had to let everybody cool off, though, we, as you're going to hear. We had, uh, we had a massive uh, massive issue going on with one particular rider at Paula, so we'll get into that and more. We also have an interview with the winner of the YZ250 for winning the motocross series. Absolutely uh, great job by, uh, by that gentleman who uh, uh, shall go Drew Swenson. Drew Swenson is yeah. his name, and so we're going to bring him on as well. Uh, first up to join me on this, pod, on this podcast from Fly Racing, flyracing.com, their official sponsor of this podcast, as well as we gave away our season-ending complete Fly Racing head-to-toe uh, kit for our, uh, I think it's a third or fourth place winner. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How much? It's over. We it's made over. it. So it's done. We got, them, we got them all in. Nine rounds. Yeah. yeah whoever, Unbelievable. Whoever thought that, right? And, and, and seven rounds in three weeks up in Salt Lake City, but we got them. Uh, well, we know one rider that was saying, no way, not going to happen, and was just poo-pooing it the whole way yeah but we got it done yeah we did also on the line uh, he's a pulp mix fantasy player and uh from renthal paul parabinos what's up paul yeah what's up boys um happy to talk fantasy again one maybe last time in 2020 and um yeah i'm happy to start we've been getting everybody their kind of final weekly prizes and season prizes and i want to say um congratulations to drew as well um on winning the 2vdf i actually played fantasy football with drew before and he won that as well uh oh, wow. I played in kyle chisholm's league league yeah. and he won yeah he that was last year i believe and he won that as well so obviously he takes his fantasy sports he, seriously he is kyle chisholm's cousin and as always chiz chizzes apparently his cousins just yep. chizzes all over the fantasy so um he wins a 2020 yz 250 uh we also did our random draw on pulp mech show a couple weeks ago uh a guy named ed won that uh random draw he actually ed I believe Ed was uh, 500 and something player uh, pl- placing in Solid. our championship league. What? Solid. Yeah. Or was it? What do you say? Oh, yeah, solid. Right. Um, so he's uh, he's a regular Pulp Mex fantasy player, and uh, he won the random draw of the uh, 450. So we've been in touch with both of those guys. Yamaha has been in touch, and uh, things are rolling along for that. So uh, yeah, absolutely awesome of Yamaha to help out, of course. And thank you to everybody for playing for the year. As JT said, nine rounds in, nine rounds down, and uh, certainly lots to talk about. But none more important than me winning the Pulpamex uh, lead pipe, 100% lead pipe lock contest from Dirty Al. The the one, the only thing that anybody ever cared about, the only thing that everybody ever wanted to talk about for sure. And uh, I, I absolutely came on strong. I was in last place after Millville, so I made up a ton of points. I'm getting donuts from Dirty Al. I had uh, 172 points at Paula with Wageman and Hartraft, and I won over Paul Parabinos by over 100 points. Truly, Paul, the story of the season. 
Well, obviously, yeah. I, nobody, um, I, I guess you hold donuts in high regard. Um, you could, I think all the fans will agree that JT, myself, and Dan put in huge effort to make sure that we won the 100% lead pipe lock. Um, so you should feel, you should feel very justified Thank in that you. victory. Thank you. Um, at least you at least you've won something. Yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, oh, by the All way, I can tell you is that you beat somebody who did not participate at several rounds. So uh, take that for what it's worth. Dan Truman is not joining us today on the podcast. By the way, he's uh, under the weather, so uh, get well soon, Dan. But uh, I was like, I, I would like to hear Dan's uh, Dan's story from Paula, but uh, that'll have to wait. So, um, so the winner, Drew. Uh, he was in third going in, Paul, and the top two guys, Juice31 is his player name, he's in third going into the last round. The guys ahead of him pick Mitchell Falk. And as JT will attest to, uh, he picked Mitchell Falk. Uh, Paul, I don't know if you did or not. Mitchell Falk swung this thing for, for Juice31. He had Cooper and AC, first lap leaders, which I had also, and was a, a yep. safe, predictable pick. Uh, yeah, Mitchell Falk swung this thing because, uh, uh, it, you know, it, that, that DNF, that was zero points, was massive. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at, um, uh, I'm looking at F-150 Motocrossers team. He was the leader going into the final round. I believe he ended up second. And he has a good team. I mean, he has Hart Raps at 72, Schwartz at 60, Jed at 50, Cody Shock at 100, Teasdale at 72, Tickle at 62, Craig at 50. He got both first lap leaders right. This is a good enough team to to stay in the lead, but he had Mitchell Falk, a huge donut. I spoke spoke with him today. Uh, I spoke with this gentleman today, and the rage directed towards Mitchell Falk can only be matched by my own. I would just well, say that. Oh, you spoke with F one fifty motocrosser. I did. Oh, I did. I thought, I you, did. Talk, I thought you spoke about. You talked about. You talked to Mitchell Falk today. I was like, oh my no, god, no, that wouldn't have gone well. That would not. Have, so F- were you guys at like a? Were you guys at like a fan, fantasy anonymous <laughs> meeting or something? <laughs> no, I handled the dirt dreams package of the uh, Max oh. fantasy prizes. Yes, and I was uh, connecting dots there, and I, he expressed his rage at Mitchell Falk because you guys have to remember. Ooh. That this was a double whammy because he was a hundred point scorer at Colorado and then a zero point scorer the next weekend at Paul. So it was the worst possible scenario you could ask for in the Mitchell in the land of Mitchell Falk. <laughs> so yeah, and, and then the second place guy had him also. So that allowed Juice to jump from third to one and and win a dirt bike from Yamaha. And he pretty nut, pretty nutty. Hey, Juice picked Gay Shear. Like, that's loose. That's that's the loosest pick ever. That's a bad ever. pick. That's a bad pick. It is. It is. It is. It's a if, bad pick. If he went in there and, and researched Gage's past results, like it's not good. Yeah, granted, we're in Southern California and and he rides there a lot, but still not enough to pick him. But man, it it was a weird day on Sunday. Honestly, that like the motivation levels were different for a lot of different people, and we saw a lot of different riders get good points. Um, so man, weird day and. I feel for F one fifty motocrosser. I feel for him. Um, but I don't. What I don't get is like, look. Obviously, I didn't have a great outdoor season uh, in Pulp Mix Fantasy, but I still finished within the. the I think I was seven hundredth or something overall. Um, Mitchell Falk. When I saw him at Lakewood, I'm like, oh look, two things came to mind. Oh look, he's on a Yamaha. There's and another thing came. Oh look, there's no chance I'm picking him. Like literally. Mitchell has crashed out or had poor results all year long as a privateer. He's on a Honda in Supercross. And so we got 100 at Lakewood. And, like, that's awesome. Like, I, Jay, somebody had him. Uh, one of us had him, I thought. Dan or somebody? I did not. Oh, okay. I did M- not. Maybe Mark's had him. Um, and I'm just like, wow, 100 points. Who who knew? Who saw that coming? Because, you know. I mean, he, he, was, he was one of the highest pick trends. And then, I, think, I think the top 50 – in the top fifty of industry idiots, like forty-four people had him. Yes, at, because at that, that, you know he qualified day. well. He qualified well, and he he hadn't raced for a long time, so his handicap was high. But dude, the guy struggles to finish. This has been happening yeah, all year long. I know. So I well, he it got was the, the first time he raced, but yeah. Well, I mean, Supercross. He crashed or he yeah. or he didn't make it or whatever, and so I'm like, okay, great job, 100 points. So then at Paula, he shows up, and he is a SoCal guy, and he shows up at Paula. And he doesn't qualify quite as well at Paula on a track he knows better than he did at Lakewood. And I'm just like, there's still no way I'm picking him. He's a full privateer 
Like I just, I just don't understand the Mitchell Falk stuff. Uh, you know, obviously the. But hundred. that's the track he rides all the time. Like that's his local track. Yes, but he so didn't you, even qualify that well. But but hear me out. You under you are asking why? How could anybody pick him? If you watched him closely at, at Thunder Valley, he rode around in like 13th and 14th he, easily. Yes, like I mean, I crazy easily. So now you're going to a track that he practices on every single week. Yeah, that's that seems like a fairly logical pick to me. Oh, I mean, he would have he would have killed it. Like he would have gotten 80 plus points on Saturday, but his bike blew up, and then he didn't have a, a spare bike. So I still think it was a really good pick. It was just really unlucky that his bike exploded. Like there's nothing oh, you can he, do. He had a really unlucky Supercross season week after week after week. Then I'm not I'm not arguing that, but right. I'm saying if you watch the riding at Thunder Valley, I did. I and watched then you it. Watched the riding. I saw it. He was fine. Yeah, like, totally fine. But as a privateer, but then, he would have been totally fine okay, at well, Paula as well, but his bike blew up. Well, Paul's, Paul's whole thing, what's the program? What's the pressure washer situation? What's the vehicle like? What's yep. the spare parts like? <laughs> that all comes into play. And looks like uh, the spare parts weren't there for Mitchell Falk, which is another reason well, why you're like, okay. They were at Thunder Valley. Well, okay. I get it. Yeah. But I, I just. And that's tough. We, we had, we had gorgeous weather at Paula. Great, great conditions. Stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was seventy degrees. What do you want? No, I just uh, I think it was insane to, to rely on that. But hey, uh, whatever. Um, Juice Ga- argues with it, you. It is Juice also insane. It you. is also insane to rely on Gage Shear, but that one worked out. And Cody Shock, a hundred points for Cody Shock, who I also yeah. I, I had picked Cody Shock the last time he raced, and uh, it didn't go well. So, um, all right. Hey, I want to I yep. want to give a shout out to a couple more people on the in the final standings. Yeah, I'm just looking at standings here and. And if you guys remember the the family we gave away the or who won the random draw, I I, I want to say it was our first year was the Hazel family. Do you guys remember? Yeah, yeah, people? Jimmy Hazel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, they're a, a, a mother, father, or, or wife, husband team. They have two teams. They both finished in the top fifteen overall. So Mama Hazel. 13, or I'm, so, I'm sorry, Mama Hazel 317 finished 7th overall, and Clastaic Designs finished 14th overall. That's a husband and wife. They crushed it. Nice so, work. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Ronnie, Ronnie Monk finished 22nd. That's one of, um, you know, 612 Sports. That's one of uh, JT's sponsors on his podcast. He's a, obviously a good fantasy player. All these people smoked us. And, uh, and uh, uh, he was a Mitchell Falk picker. Jerry's at Thunder Valley. <laughs> Jerry's mechanic for Supercross was leading everything at one point. I think he finished 22nd, but uh, Connor was leading everything at one second and told me he DM'd me and was like, I got plans for this bike already. And it, it obviously didn't go well, but. But he was uh, he was leading at some point. Uh, yeah, I got 452nd overall in the MX series, so not so bad. I mean, not great, but 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 you know, I'll take it. Um, so yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, every, congratulations to everybody who got a national number. Also, we'll be updating that uh, real soon. Um, so that's a big yeah. deal for that. Uh, that's always uh, surprising, Paul. That was your idea a couple of years ago. Uh, whenever we did it, and. Uh, I'm just I just shrugged my shoulders like whatever I, I don't really care, uh, but dude people are stoked people are really stoked about this so that's cool good idea for for Pulp Mex Fantasy and specifically you Parabinos for coming up with that people people like it yeah I think it's cool it, it, it's um it, it honestly it brings back number one we used to have the old numbering system right in our system and you would combine Supercross and Motocross and you get a real a real good idea as to how the previous year went before we went to this permanent number system. And, and I was always a pro that aspired to get a two digit number. I was never, never able to do it, but um, JT's had a two digit number every single year he raced. So it's not as big of a deal to him, I'm sure. But yeah, to a lot of these people, this is, that's pretty cool. I think it's, it's really, uh, it's cool to have that little number play added to your avatar. It, it justifies your skill in the game for sure. Amongst all, you're like one of the, one of the factory riders in the game, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and again, I mentioned this in Supercross. Uh, our top guys, not a lot of in, in, in MX, not a lot of previous former national numbers in there, in the mix. It's, it's crazy. We, we're, it's almost like fantasy is totally random guys. <laughs> it is it is so reliant on luck and being on the right side of right, things as right. JT has said so many times ago. You really you need it to go well and I think that's um that's more motivation for more people to play and, and, and stay in the fight. Um, you know, I think uh Juice's average his average weekly score over the course of the season was four ninety eight. That's pretty high. But if you aim really for four ninety eight each weekend uh, it doesn't seem as impossible, but we're always aiming to get 600 every weekend, and it never goes well. So. Yeah, no, no, absolutely right. Yeah, no, uh, our buddy Roto there broke it down, and 
it was crazy. The average amount of scores that you really need to do really good, you know, isn't that high. It's not that crazy. If you just kind of stick to the Bogles and those type of dudes. But you can't. Yeah. You always swing for the fences. Always. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So, Paula, Fox Raceway, Dan wins the week, 539. Paul, 534. Uh, I was next at 504. JT, 470. Mark's 464. Genius or lucky? <laughs> Continue with that. It's both. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, uh, we'll, 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 yeah, we can start with that. Um, overall, though, um, let me go into that for real quick here. Uh, overall on the year in MX, just for the MX, it's JT, 4187. Uh, Mark's is next, 4018, 4018. Paul, 4,017, one back of marks. Yeah, missed him by just one point. Unfortunately, I, I, I was good at the second half of the series, but I was off in the beginning. But the silver lining is my bonus check did come in the mail because I had a top three season overall bonus, and oh, I was yeah. able to bump you out of that position. So I will be cashing yeah. my check later today. Nice, nice. Good to hear. I was next at 3,961. I was 50-some uh, points behind. And Dan followed up, and Dan immediately put the $50 season-ending bet. That the ones I only make when I'm ahead by a significant margin with Dan. And uh, I believe the uh, Sunday morning $50 was in my PayPal from Dan. Thank you, Dan Truman, for that. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was the season-ending thing. So, so four of us are finishing the top 500 in motocross. So that's not bad. I mean, as far as experts go, uh, it could be a lot worse. Um, all right. JT, what was your overall motocross finish? 86. Not bad. Pretty good. What was your overall? It was a lot better than that before Mitchell Falk arrived on the scene on a, on a <laughs> otherwise seemingly uh, innocent Saturday morning in Colorado. Th- thank you, Fly Racing, Inner West, Hemp, 100%, and, of course, the folks at Pro Taper all on board with this podcast. Let's get into how we did at uh, – well, let's, uh, let's get into idiots, I guess, the industry idiots. That's a, our, our money league that we have. JT, what did you end up finishing on that? Uh, idiots, I got uh, 14 or 15, something okay. like that. Yep. And Paul? Yeah, 15th. Yeah. Oh, I don't 15. know. What did I – how many points did I get? 40-something, 40-17? 40-17, yeah. That puts me – I got 55th. Okay. Yep. I didn't win anything. I, I, I think I've won, I've won uh, my money back or at least my money back uh, every year of Idiots or the last three times in Idiots, but not this year. Never, never even had that one good round, you know, to get me in there. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I was uh, I was third in idiots before Colorado. Ouch! Uh, you're re- can we you're just... known as being a closer, JT. This is the opposite of your career to, to fade well, off the back of the last couple rounds. When you're like dependent this. on others, when you're dependent on others, things can go awry. That's why I uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I've I'm a loner for good reason. I like to depend on myself. <laughs> I like to bet on myself. Uh, Paul, yeah. you have industry idiots open there. Can you just confirm that Wygant did not win any money? After he missed the, uh... oh yeah, I don't, I don't believe he won any money. I don't have the spreadsheet <laughs> open right now that Dan sends, but yeah, he didn't have a breakout week, and he's definitely not in the top. Oh. Uh, JT, who got paid in the top? Was it top fifteen? Got money top in idiot twenty? Uh, twenty top twenty overall. Winner, yeah, so poor Wygant, eleventh over eleventh overall until not selecting eight riders out of eight. Yeah, well, you got to race every round. That's uh, pretty much, uh, you know. The playbook to do good in any kind of a series. The winner took home thirty six hundred bucks, so that's awesome. Uh, good job on that. Everybody plays industry idiots. We'll start that again for Supercross, of course. Dan Truman, the commissioner, will get involved in that. And it's oh yeah, okay, JT, oh, sure, okay, yeah. sure, JT, yeah, okay, sure. Um, by the way, and, and and I have that screenshot still. Steve. Thank you, thank you, Paul. Uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll move on to the Janu- mid January. We'll be discussing that screenshot again. I am sure. Uh, and then Dan, Dan's the commissioner of industry idiots. And at some point Dan hits us up and is like, there's a guy in Sweden. I'm paying myself. And there's a guy in Sweden. And we're just, everybody's just like, okay, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Dan. Yeah. So somebody in Sweden, Dan is paying. Yeah. Uh, why is his screen name Swedish Dan? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. That's not true. He's, he is very honest with all this I stuff, know. but I- it's a lot of work. He just, he vents because. It's hard to pay some of these people in different countries, and people like to have a completely different uh, username than their email, and it makes it hard to match <laughs> it's, up. And it's great. I am glad I am not the commissioner because it sounds like a lot of work. It does. It really does. Absolutely. So, um, all right. Steve's, Steve's username is I hate Trump, and we had to search that down forever to try to trace it <laughs> back right. to Steve. 
Uh, no, no, no. Right. I'm the one that pays via check, and it takes a couple of days, and it gets them very upset uh, because I don't know my credit card number off the top of my head, but I do know my check, my checking account number. So I just enter that, and then uh, Dan gets very mad. So I love it. So now I do it every year. So, um, oh okay. Uh, Fox Raceway final round. Ninety-two percent of people got the two fifty first to the finish line right. Sixty-five percent of us selected somebody. And it was going to be a star Yamaha, and it was going to be McElrath or Cooper, and it was one each of that. So that was not hard to pick, um, and I, I went with Cooper in mind. So, I mean, Ferrandis wouldn't have been a bad idea, uh, but he was fighting for the championship, and you just know that you know things are different at the final round. So Cooper and McElrath were easy choices, huh, JT? Yeah, you know, and for Ferrandis, I never am really a believer anyway in his first lap prowess. But I certainly wouldn't pick him to be taking big chances to get to the front on the first lap. So that was a, a non-starter. For me, it was either McElrath or Cooper. And I went Cooper, and he got it done right away. So I was thankful for that. And kind of watching him in time qualifying, it seemed like a bit of a no-brainer because he was just yeah, killing it. He was on it. Um, we got a little lucky there, though, because if he didn't get in that first moto, he certainly wasn't getting it in the second moto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. 68% Some people picked uh, in the 450 class a first to the finish line. So high, high chances for both uh, or high, high selects, high selections for both guys. Cause we're getting near the end of the year and things were starting to see a pattern here a little bit. 96% of people picked it right. And it was AC and Marvin out of that 96%. Paul, how many party picked Adam? Would you say 95, 94 went with Adam? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say all of them for sure. Like, I mean, I don't think there was a more sure bet in fantasy than we've ever had in the history of the game. Like, AC was getting it every time. I think McElrath got it every single week, except like dating all the way back to maybe like the second Loretta's or something. Like, he was he was automatic to get it almost. Like, yeah. it was. And I think this is what contributed to a lot of the higher scores. Like, I I just went through all our results. All five of us got thirty extra points by getting those both correct. I don't think that's ever happened. Yeah, really, right? Yeah, good, good point. Yeah, that that is probably pretty rare. Um, so two fifty class from Fox Raceway. Derek Kelly, eighty points. Braden Lesler, eighty points. Uh, Stapleton, seventy eight points. Paul, you picked him out as a possible entry uh, before the uh, race. Stank Dog, seventy four. Hartraff, seventy two. Joey Crown, seventy two. Uh, that was the uh, top scorers from Fox Raceway. Uh, pick trend. Brandon Hartwright, 52%. Dylan Schwartz, 409 Jet Lawrence, 369 Mitchell Falk, 36%. Zero points. Uh, 31% for Cooper. 17% for Derek Kelly. I had uh, myself, I had Derek Kelly, who burned me at this very race in 2019. Um, and I, and at that point, I got some advice in 2019 from a Schmack Schmeffens. And uh, it went sideways, and I held it against Schmack Schmeffens for a long time. I went back to Derek Kelly well. He seems to be a little bit more solid this year. So he was a handicap 12, and I went with him, and he got a, got me 80 points. So that was uh, that was cool, top scorer there. Hart Raft was my next guy, and I was kind of bouncing around him and a few other guys um, as far as this last pick, and uh, ended up going Hart Raft 72 points. I knew that he was uh, riding there all the time. I knew he was in SoCal guy. And his handicap at three because he had had a crappy uh, Lakewood, I believe. So I went with Hartraft. Schwartz was my next guy. And, look, he only got 60 points. But, dude, he passed 600 guys at Paula. Uh, he rode very well. He charged up in the back of the pack. He crashed first turn, first moto, and somewhere he went off the track in the second moto, first lap or so. So he had a lot of work to do. So claps for Dylan Schwartz and the effort he put in. 60 points is an ideal but I'll take it because uh, the kid worked his ass off. So good job for that. And my all-star was Jet Lawrence, and he won the race. He was a handicap five. We talked about the all-stars this week or going into this race, and we all said that Jet was a was a very obvious pick um, at a five. So, um, yeah, so that was my team. Not not too bad. Uh, Paul, what was yours? Well, um, my 250 team actually wasn't that great. It could have been so good, but, um, but I did have the top score in Derek Kelly. That was awesome. I, it was I feel vindicated from, from getting a double zero with him last year at this race um, to passing on him a lot of, lot of times this entire year, and he really did have a pretty good season at the end of the year. And I know JT made a bunch of points off of him at previous rounds. And um, so I finally went with him, and I finally got a ton of points, 80 points. That was awesome. He led my team. Um, I did go heart raft. Um, he was 
awesome in practice. He had more speed, I think, in practice than we've seen since since uh, Ironman. So 72 there was awesome. Um, and then, yeah, when when you talk about Garen Stapleton, uh, I was on the fence because he, he qualified right in, which I kind of was telling myself, I was like, if he qualifies right in, then he has enough speed to, to get points by the end of this thing because he's an Australian kid. I, I met him at the track a while ago and we rode together a little bit and I just, I like the kid. He, he's, he's cool. He's a cool dude. He works hard. He tries hard. He's he got a, you know, he's just out here by himself in a van for the most part. Um, but he tries hard. And then, but I spoke to him as I was leaving the track, I left, um, I left right for moto one and he told me not to pick him. <laughs> but honestly, I think if he don't tell me that, I do it. Or it, yeah, but yeah. it's you'd also got to be careful talking to these riders when they say don't pick them. Like I almost feel like sometimes it's like their day is going well and they don't want to jinx it, so they say don't pick them. Yeah. Because um, I mean, I would do that as a rider. I think anybody would. So yeah. Anyway, passed on him, and then really it was between the Suzuki kids. It was between Shorts and Kilroy for me, and I went the wrong way. I went Kilroy. Kilroy was up there in the first moto. And I don't know what happened. I think at the end of the end of the first moto, something went wrong. He, he, put, and he, put, his shoulder, he, put, he put his shoulder out. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Perfect. Um, yeah. And then I, he didn't line up for the second moto. So only nine points from him. So that was a big letdown that I went Kilroy instead of Schwartz. And then the other letdown was Justin Cooper, which I thought was money in the bank. I thought it was 50 points. I was, I said, you know, previous to the pot, he was going to win. He looked great in practice. He led the first lap. First moto was pretty good. And lo and behold, he doesn't, he can't race the next race, uh, the second motor because his bike wouldn't fire up. So I lost 25 points there. So that was a big letdown, unfortunately. Going back to my picks a little bit here. I know I looked at Jeremy Ryan. He made his pro debut. He didn't qualify well enough for me, but Ricky Ryan's kid. Um, I know I looked closely at him. And I also looked closely at um, uh, Kevin Morantz, who was, uh, had a couple of bad weeks. He was a 14. He's normally pretty solid. He did not have a good Paula. So I was uh, I was right to stay off of that, but I I do remember looking at um, at Ryan and uh, Moran's before and being like, ah, that could be a couple of guys that worked out, but thankfully, thankfully I didn't pick them, didn't have good days. So uh, JT, who'd you pick? I had a similar to Paul. Um, my kind of my my rock star of the team was Brandon Hartramp. Pretty good day. Uh, we know he rides there pretty well, and. Even with bad starts, he was able to move forward and get a pretty decent day with 72. I had J-Mart, uh, 47. I just liked the way he looked. And with that class, I knew he would be top three. And I was willing to kind of bet on, you know, 45 and up uh, kind of a day. And that's pretty much what he did. 47 points, pretty solid. So I'll take that. There were not a ton of 50-point scores. I think there were only two, as a matter of fact, for all-stars. So 47 is pretty solid there. Uh, I had Kilroy and I had Falk. And uh, I don't want to destroy them. They both wear fly racing, so I'm just going to leave that there. Uh, you know how I feel about how those those two did on that day. Well, Kilroy put his shoulder out. I understand. Okay. I'm not going to bury him. Yeah, you can't. I just I don't have anything good to say. Thirty-six percent pick trend for Mitchell Falk. I just think zero. I just think it's insane. I just for all those reasons we talked about. I could. I, I, just, I don't. I think you're way. I think you're too, way wrong on this. I think he was a great pick. And it just went bad and unlucky. Yeah. I don't think anybody that picked him made a mistake. He's had a crappy year outside of he Thunder just Valley. He put up hundred points. Yes, yeah, outside of one race, twenty twenty is not one that Mitchell Falk would be running around to his sponsors about. That's so all. you might have. You're going to what's he going to go on? Not twenty nineteen. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe. I just, uh, anyways. Um, 450, well, let me do some reads here. Uh, again, I uh, want to thank the folks at Fly Racing, flyracing.com. The 2021 stuff is out, and uh, you've heard me talk about the light pant. Well, it's all new and all new redesigned for 2021. There's no zippers on it, just that BOA uh, construction to it, and it uh, works really well, of course. Uh, the Formula Helmet, the Formula CC Helmet, which has the same conehead EPS, has the same Rion in it, just has a little bit different shell and a little bit different price point, but the safety features are all there compared to the top-end Formula Helmet. So if you're in the market for Fly Racing, uh, please go to your local dealer, your local e-tailer, and check it out. Pro Taper as well, whether it's uh, JGR Suzuki, who had a rough Paula. Let's face it, we'll touch on that maybe in a little bit here. Uh, whether it's uh, Rockstar Husky, Zach Osborne, using uh, Pro Taper products to win the championship. Chad Reed, of course, uh, the Geico Honda team, um, all using uh, – oh, Geico's gone now. Jeez, I just thought of that. I wonder what that does for 
all these sponsors and all their budgets and everything. Huh. Okay. Uh, ProTaper.com, please check them out, whether it's the bars, 7-8's bar, the, the Evo bar, the uh, uh, crossbarless bar that they've invented and patented back in 1991. ProTaper.com for more information on that. Thanks to the folks at Inner West Hemp, whether you're an athlete, an ex-athlete, or an athlete at heart like me, Inner West Hemp is the perfect product to suit your daily lifestyle, ranging from CBD oil tinctures, topicals, gummies, and even a sleep support spray for that much-needed rest and recovery. Pulp 20 at Inner West Hemp uh, on the web, at Inner West Hemp on social media. All Inner West Hemp products are third-party tested for quality and content, so you know exactly what's in them. Thank you to the folks at 100%, of course. Uh, Chase Sexton, Dylan Ferrandis, your Supercross champions. Dylan Ferrandis, your outdoor champion as well, wearing 100%. Chase Sexton won the last round at Paula wearing 100% goggles. So Fantasy 25 at checkout to save 25% on all casual apparel and accessories. 100%.com. Mountain bike gear, helmets and protection, sport performance sunglasses, technical fleece and jackets, premium T-shirts. 100% has something for everyone on and off the track. And thank you to Yamaha. Appreciate that. Uh, three bikes we gave away from those guys, and they're, and they're back in 2021. So we'll have three more bikes to give away for Pulp Mex Fantasy for 2021 and uh, and much more from those guys, of course, and our jerky motorsport and the Inner West Hemp guys all on board with us. Hey, uh, before we get too far into this, I'm going to also talk to uh, Juice about his new bike. So stay, to, to, stay tuned to the end of this podcast, and uh, I'm going to talk to Juice going from third to first in the championship round at the final round uh, to uh, to win a, himself a YZ250F. So. All right, Fox Raceway. I keep saying Fox and Paula. I don't know, whatever. Uh, Paula. Paula. Fantasy, <laughs> Fantasy 450 class. Matthew Hubert, 100 points for him. Cody Shock, 100. Robbie Wageman, who I uh, definitely uh, talked about last week or last time, the week before the race on our podcast. Robbie Wageman with 100. Justin Heft, 86. Cade Clayson, 72. Just one week after burning us, JT, Cade comes in hot with 72. Shocker. Yeah. Uh, Isaac Teasdale, 72, holding it down for the JGR guys. Norin hurt his knee. Amar broke his leg. Savachi, uh, uh, we think he just quit. We don't know. Maybe his ankle. <laughs> we don't really know. So they didn't have three guys on the track. Uh, Tristan Lane, 72, Florida guy. A-Ray, 68. So those are their top scores for the uh, 450 class. 43% pick trend for Christian Craig. Uh, All-star. Uh, he's the t- highest pick trend by, by a lot, by seven points. Uh, 7%. Uh, so Craig, uh, number one pick trend. Isaac Teasdale after that at a 36. I think Teasdale qualified 12th or 13th. Pretty good. Uh, Cody Shock, 33%. I last picked Cody at Redbud. Um, or the, was it Redbud or what race did he not line up for the second moto? That was the last race I had him. So I was a little feeling a little angry about Cody Shock, but good job for him with 100 points. 33% pick trend. He was on a 21 Honda, which also scared me away. Uh, Chase Sexton, 27%. Uh, Brock Tickle, 25%. Alex Ray, 22%. A-Ray coming through for a lot of his people with uh, 68 points. I had Teasdale. Uh, he's been quietly underrated since he's come back and put in some good rides for Pulp Mex Fantasy. This was the first week I picked him, and he got me 72 points. Uh, uh, really good job by that. Heft I wasn't picking. Hubert I wasn't picking. I looked at Wageman, and I don't think he qualified very well, if I remember right, and that scared me. Uh, I really should have picked him. He worked his way up in both 27th. motos. 27th, yeah. Uh, he worked his way up in both motos, which was a good job for Wageman. I should have should have went with there. Cody Shock, I, I just I felt like on the new bike, what do they got for parts? What's going on there? And and all of that, I stayed away from him. But I did pick Teasdale. I picked Tickle, nice and safe. Tickle, the class wasn't deep. A lot of factory guys missing. Barsha pulled out after practice. Um, so I, uh, uh, Freddie got hurt. Joey got hurt. So Tickle was. A pretty easy pick, I felt like. 62 points. He probably could have done better. He fell late in one of the motos. The other moto, he came from way back early on. Tickle just kept on going like a like the train, little train that could. 62 points for Tickle. My all-star was Sexton. Uh, I think, Paul, you swayed me on that podcast when we talked about it. Uh, talking about Sexton going, for, going, going big. And my last guy was Jeremy Smith. I got bit by SGB. Max's Kawasaki guys. He was double points. Uh, in the first moto, uh, going backwards though, very tired, but sort of had stabilized it late in the race when his sprocket came off and sent him into the finish line structure. And all I heard was a massive bang and the crowd. And then he just walked off, probably lucky to be alive. So, wow. Yeah. And he, and then he was double points. Um, at that point he was, uh, whatever he was. And I was like, well, 
he ain't going to line up for Moto2, so I'm going to get zero from Jeremy Smith. But he actually lined up for Moto2 and, and rode pretty well um, to, to get points again, 28 points. So, yes, not a good day for Jeremy Smith, but the front sprocket coming off and then him. Yeah, this is, this is where I have a hard time, Steve, because uh, I agree that Mitchell Falk is tough to choose, right? It's risky. But for you to say that it's literally insane, but then you go and pick Jeremy Smith, yeah. those two things don't make any sense. But, like, I'm yeah. not saying that Mitchell Falk is a great pick or it's, it's a foolproof pick or anything, but you can't say that Mitchell Falk is insane to pick and then also right, go right behind that and pick Jeremy Smith. Mitchell, Jeremy Smith was going to get 60 points. He has DNF'd so many times this summer. So no, he has not times. DNF'd so many times this summer. He has. He has DNF'd, but not, not as much as he usually does. He's been hurt. And I checked in with him last week or the week before, and he's all healthy. He was hurt with his shoulder issue for a while, so or no tailbone, so he missed some races. And uh, it's not just it's not just injury though; it's the bike, like Redbud DNF. So many DNFs at Redbud. Then he DNFs. He, I mean, he DNF this mode this weekend. Then you picked him. Like, if you want to go through the results, I can while you're talking. But if you're he, saying that he doesn't DNF a lot, that's he, just not he, true. He does not DNF this year as much as he has in the past. No, absolutely not. Okay, go ahead. I'll, I will I will get to the bottom okay, of it. Okay, thank you. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, 60 points. I would have had 60 points from him, which would have been okay. Uh, but anyway, so Jeremy Smith was my last pick. Um, and, uh, you know, honestly, looking at the top guys, like I said, I was scared of Shock's program and the new bike. Hubert I was never picking. Heft, I was never picking. Uh, Cade, I picked last week. Tristan Lane's a sand guy, so I definitely wouldn't have – and a Florida guy, so I wasn't going to pick him for Paula, you know. Um, so, I don't know. To me, my picks made some sense on, on that level. Paul, who'd you pick? Hold on. Hold on. Oh. You want me okay. to just tell you real quick? Sorry. Seven out of 16, he DNF'd. He – I don't think he raced that many races. 16 motos. Yeah, he he but, missed one race. But if you look at – He missed at, one race. But if – Okay, but the fact that he has zero doesn't mean he actually lined up if you know the AMA points. No, he, he's literally not here. Like, he's not in the results of that race. He only missed one race. He's in the scores of all. I have a score of finishes, like moto scores. I'm looking at the AMA results. Yeah, I understand. But when it says zero, that doesn't mean he, he didn't no, have. No, it looks like it, it's he's so looking at points by position. Yes. I'm looking at a You finish. can look at Oh, yeah, yeah. Got, you got can it. Look. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Seven out of 16 motos. That, that what? He crashed out and DNF'd or bike broke or whatever. Uh, I, I don't know about that. We'll have to look into that. That, does, that, well, seems, that seems very, very high. <laughs> but I'm, I'm looking, looking at, at it the page. Right yeah, so Jeremy Smith, he went 18, 16, 29, 16, 18, 22, 33, 40, 19, 34, 40, 39, nothing, nothing, 21, 17, 38, 20. Those are his moto scores. Well, the ones he finishes are pretty good. Right. Well, yeah. Okay. Six or seven out of seven, 16. So I'm, what I'm saying is he's got a 40% chance, 35 to 40% chance of DNF. That's pretty high. I don't know. He was more solid than he was in the past. And I'm going to look, we're going to look, grab the total points scored per riders in the outdoors and give him some pulpies. I bet you Jeremy Smith's up there. High handicap, some good finishes. But when you, I understand you don't want to concede a point ever. I get that. I understand that's just as how you want to roll. Same as you. But, yeah, same as you. Go ahead. But you're so you're going to say that over a thirty percent DNF rate is do you, is uh, do you acceptable? Sh- shall we pull up Mitchell Falk's Supercross results? I didn't know they raced Supercross here. We I'm, can pull up Jeremy Smith's Supercross results too. Can we? Can we pull up Mitchell Falk's <laughs> results for twenty twenty? And see how many mains and how many points he got in those main can events. Can we compare that he Jeremy made. Smith's Supercross results? To no, Mitchell no, Falk's no. Okay, I'll concede the point on Jeremy Smith, but let's also look at Mitchell Falk's year, please. I'm not saying Mitchell Falk has had a good career. I, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm not saying, saying I'm not saying Jeremy Smith's had a good career. But I I wasn't calling Jeremy Smith's pick insane. I don't think I've used the words insane. You did. You said, I, I think it's insane I, I, about Mitchell I, I did not think that was a good pick at all. No, absolutely not. But, if, yeah, I just, I just don't get it. He's had a terrible year. Jeremy Smith, when he stayed on the bike, has been pretty good results. And I bet you his motocross results will actually you know, indicate that he did pretty well. Like his Pulp, his Pulp MX fantasy points at the end of the year. 
Hey, that's a good question. Who do you think, let's talk 450 class, who do you think has the most Pope, Pope Max fantasy points in the 450 class? Because one guy sticks out to me. I'm not looking up Rod Bell. right now, but Rod Bell, yes, yeah. that's Rod where Bell. I'm at, too. I'm at Rod Bell, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bogle, I'll, I bet you sneaky good, and I don't think I picked Bogle once all year. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think I picked him maybe once, but yeah, I, I want to ask Marks because I'm willing to bet. I bet it's Rod Bell. Um, I would almost guarantee it. Bellrod, as you would go on Instagram. Yeah, Bell, Bellrod, Rod Bell. Um, <laughs> he is Caucasian as well. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, he is Caucasian. Okay. Maybe we can get Marks to get us that info for the we, What What, um... We actually got an email from Marks as we were speaking here. Uh, total Rider Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points MX. All right. I realize this isn't great radio here, but let's take a look. We got an email? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Justin Rodbell, 559. Yes. And over 100 points better than the next guy who was Bogle, by the way. And then Paul Matthew Hubert, your guy, third. Wow. 441. Uh, Master pool after that, then Christian Craig. Who's the top 250 guy? Who do you think, JT? Falk? <laughs> no, he just got, he just got uh, 100. Um, I'm trying to think. Are it you looking great all season? No, this is just for MX. Yeah, not, not, not combined. Um, no, I think, this is, I think this is everything, isn't it? No, I also have an email for MX. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm go with for all of 2020. Um, one second. Let me. I'm gonna really try Paul. to nail this. Paul, go ahead. Who do you think got the most points in 250 class? Uh, Jerry Robin. <laughs> you opened it up already, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, nice. Jerry Robin. I was gonna go Shimoda. I was gonna go Shimoda. 476. He's second. Joe Shimoda. 473. Nice. And then that's what makes me feel better. Derek. Kelly, third. Derek wow, Kelly, everybody. Yeah, yeah, really close. But Jerry, good old Jerry, just getting it done. Getting it done. He, was, there. he was much better this summer. Uh, so we're going to give some pulpies to those guys. Uh, well, to uh, Rod Bell. Rod who, Bell and Robin. Rod Bell. Chances that Rod Bell drills a hole in it and uses it as a necklace is probably pretty high. I like that. Yep. I back it. And, uh, and we'll get over to Jerry as well, uh, some pulpies for those guys. Paul, who'd you pick for 450s for uh, Paula? Yeah, so um, I'm going to go in from bottom to top order, which is what I really prefer to do um, when my team does well. So my lowest point scorer was a maxed-out all-star of Christian Craig. He had a great day, got 50. From there, um, I went up to – I go up to Alex Ray, who got 68 points, and it could have been so much better. A. Ray was in, like, 16th with, like, one or two laps to go in the first moto, and then he was in 20th on the last lap. And I don't know what the fuck happened. Uh, his bike, but. his bike cut out, but he was on the you know three turns to go or four turns to go, so he had been lapped already. So he only lost a few spots, um, and yeah. he still got some. He lost, well, the the problem was is he fell out of double, is what I think happened. Oh, he did. He? It, okay, I don't know. Something happened big because he was he was maxing out. He was getting fifty, and then it went wrong. Um, and then I, I have his I have the results here. He actually went 25-18, so the first moto is what really ruined it. Um, he was a 16 handicap, so he got doubled both times, but, man, he was getting a lot the first moto. Um, so, yeah, A-Ray was on my team, and then I had 200-point guys, which I was stoked on. I had Cody Shock, and I went with Matthew Hubert, which, I, I mean, I went with Hubert because we had talked about him um, for two or three weeks now at this point, and then I just I looked at qualifying. Dude, he qualified 19th, and and I went back and looked at past qualifying. He has never qualified that high ever. Well, he's Riverside and guy, right? With, yeah, he's a SoCal guy. So yep. Yeah, yep. And, and same thing with Cody Shock. Um, he qualified pretty good. So to me, it was like, yeah, it was local knowledge compared with a really good qualifying time and everybody else's non motivation. You know, all the different. Right, all the different things happening, and and it worked out. I had a I had a really good four fifty. You weren't scared of Shock's twenty one bike, like you? Did you know that? Did you know he wrote was riding one? Yeah, I knew that. I actually parked my rental car quite close to him, and I liked that because I figured it was really new. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. like everything on it was really really new. Okay, I was just happy he had a new bike. <laughs> I, yeah. was, so I, was I was thinking like, if, that's probably better than anything he's even riding all year. I was like, give me that thing. It's I was, been on the dealership a week ago. I was thinking if he broke something, they wouldn't have anything. So because there's nothing much that carries I just over. Trusted that it, a, a brand new bike would last 
like 70 minutes. That's right. all I was hoping for. Right. Yeah, there wasn't much done to it either, like a pipe and some mapping and, yeah, basically call it a day. So there wasn't, wasn't That's a lot. That's the best program. Right. If you can get these guys, these privateers, a new bike and don't give them much time to put all their aftermarket bullshit on it, it, it works <laughs> yep. better. Look at A-Ray at, uh, at Millville. Best race yep. of the year for A-Ray at Millville on a brand-new bike. Yep. Um, then they start working on it and rounding off bolts and stripping stuff, and before you know it, did you, we got DNF. Did you look at Wageman? <laughs> I did look at Wageman because he's a SoCal guy. He's yep. always put in really good rides, but man, he qualified so bad that I just I got scared. I don't know. I didn't know what was going on, but but he qualified 35th. Oh no, I'm sorry, 27th. 27th, yeah. And that was deep for him. And I mean, and that's why I didn't look at Hef too because going into the race, I was like, Hef's going to be good here. He's a SoCal guy. Like he's always good at Paula, Glen Helen, Hanktown type races, but he qualified 35th. So. Yeah, I, that's why I went away from those guys. But honestly, I was most stoked on the amount of different teams and different picks there are. Like when you look at pick trend, there's all kinds of different usable players for the 450 class, and that makes me, I think, the most proud is there is there's a lot of options in this class. Surprised you didn't go with your buddy so. Tick. Really surprised. I figured that was a lock for you. <laughs> I was going to, but um, I just thought there was higher ceilings out there. Like yeah. I thought there was 100-point guys, and I didn't see Tickle going – Four four to get to get a hundred. I thought he could easily be like a six six seven seven right. type day, and and yeah, the second moto when he crashed, he he actually said it was because Cody Shock squared off a rut and he ran into him is when he crashed and he had to come all the way from the oh. back and he still oh. finished kind of right around where he finishes. So yeah, it's hilarious that like he's just in shape, right? And he can go he can go fast. So you just like I because again I had him on the team. He just gets all these guys because of that. Right, like these guys are yeah. just tired, or they're making mistakes, and here comes Tickle. Just like I can do thirty all day long at this speed, you know. So yeah, it's all, you can almost chisel it in stone that he's going to be top top twelve ish, no matter what happens. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right, JT, who'd you pick? I had a really, really strong four fifty team. Um, it was pretty awesome, actually. It, it pulled me out of you know my first moto doldrums after Falk. Uh, then 450 was great. Then second moto crushed me again, and then 450 kind of dragged me back out. So I had Cody Shock crushed it, awesome day. I mean, just what more can you say? Really happy for him. I don't know him at all, but top ten overall was pretty great. I had Wageman, and yeah, his qualifying time wasn't good, but I actually liked that because I figured it would throw some people off the scent. Um, and I just figured with as weak as the 450 class was, uh, I watched him at Redbud, and he was fine. So I knew he would be fine at a track. He knew much better than Redbud. So I just went with it, and it worked out. I had Tick, and that crash in Sakamoto bummed me out, but he fought really hard. And, again, that 450 class is just depleted to no end. Uh, so he was able to just move through the pack pretty quickly and get back up into the top ten. And then I had Christian Craig, which was an easy 50 points. Uh, so my 450 team was close i was about 26 points off of the best possible team because uh, i had ac for uh first lap leader as well so um yeah it was a, a really really strong for pity day i'm glad i got to experience the isaac teasdale experience where you're just like look at isaac teasdale he's just solid look at that 72 was, points hey yeah like i i i think i think on the preview pod to, to paula i was saying there wasn't much value left in Teasdale, but yeah, JT was correct. The class got so depleted, he kept chugging along. He got a lot of points, 72 points, yeah. still a top eight pick, seven pick, so yeah, good, absolutely. good job. Uh, and for one race, Rod Bell let people down, only 58 points for Rod Bell. So uh, it might have been his worst score of the, of the year, but outside of the one Loretta. So, um, so thanks again, everybody, for playing. Stay tuned. I'm going to talk to Juice here shortly about, about his dramatic come-from-behind uh, win at the final round to, uh, to get that Yamaha YZ250. Um, something we're kicking around, and we may take this to a poll uh, on my Twitter account or somebody's Twitter account, um, uh, awarding points for fastest qualifier and stuff like that for 21. I'm kind of against that. There's some in our group that like it, though, Paul. Yeah, um, I mean it, it's it's an inner it's an inside discussion for sure. We we want to make sure the game is fun and fair for everybody. Um, me, I think it adds a layer that the real the real nerds of the game are really going to love. But then I think that's also a layer that the more um, 
what's the word, pedestrian players, I guess, the guys that don't put as much effort. I think it makes it even harder for them. So I think, I think I'm voting against it. But, yeah, we are. I think a poll is a great idea. Put some things out on Twitter or maybe talk about it on the Pulp Next show. Or, or people are happy to uh, – we, we'd be happy to take, you know, Twitter mentions or, or suggestions on Twitter. But, um, yeah, me, I don't want to change the game too much. I, we're, still, we're still growing. We're still um, educating new players, and people are still fine, trying to figure it out. I don't want to add too much complexity. But, but we do want to keep evolving the product and making it fun for people to play. So, yeah, let's, let's take some suggestions for sure. Yeah, you could do that. That You could do uh, heat race winners, uh, most laps led. I mean, we, there's a number of things we could do, implement into the game. I'm just not sure, like you said, or like Paul said, JT, uh, I, I don't want to make it any more complicated than you know than the people already than it already is for some people. Yeah, hopefully you know as the the player base grows and people become more and more familiar with the game and it it slows down as they would say for an NFL quarterback. Um, we can start adding small nuances that will raise the level of it. But yeah, for most, we just want them to understand the ins and outs for now. Yeah, it's uh, you know, and also not everybody sits at home on a Saturday, right? And 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 can study everything and 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 you know make their picks, everything else. Some people set their lineup on Friday, you know, and they have a family outing yeah. on Saturday. So I, I hate I hate to admit that I'm that much of a dork that does do this, but yes, yeah, I yeah. understand that some people have more important things in life to do than that. I right, do not. Right, watch watch lap by lap <laughs> practice and segment times. Yeah, and, you know, and all of that. But yeah, anyways, it's it's who knows. We may come back in twenty twenty one. With the same game, or uh, maybe some additions, or, or whatever it is. But uh, we're not, we're not, one thing we're not going to do right now is look ahead to the next race. So no, we don't got to worry about that just yet. <laughs> no, no, we got some time for for Supercross Twenty One, which we think will start in mid January. Schedule is coming out next week. If you're listening to this now, so uh, and uh, yeah, we'll twenty seventh. It sounds like yeah, we'll uh, we'll come out and um, figure it out when all that happens. But yeah, thanks. Uh, I think no, go ahead. I, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for next year. I think I think um, we've already obviously we already are locked in having um, three 2021 Yamahas that we're going to be able to give away. I think that's going to be great. We're going to again try to try to improve on prizes, um, and we also want to improve more aspects that that help the pedestrian player. Right, like so we gave away beef jerky and and uh, inner West Hemp pride pa- prize packages every single week to a random player, which I, I don't think I'm missing one. I might be. Motorsport um, motor gift card, too. Motorsport gift card to a random player every week. Um, we've talked about maybe switching up how or when the, the random draw is, is selected um, uh, for the YZ450. So we want to continue to build, build little things into the game that, that keep everybody involved all year long. That rewards players that that try harder. Obviously, if you try harder and put in more effort, you should be able to do better. Um, I believe in that. But we also want everyone to have a chance to win something, even if even if you are still learning the game. And and um, but yeah, I think I think there are plenty of of examples though that this year that we ran across where people have done very well, but they were just learning and they were scared to pay the money at first. And they've called us and be like, Hey, I actually won the prize, but I didn't pay. Can I still get the prize? I'm yeah. like, no, we're, yeah. we're, we're sorry. It yeah. doesn't work that way. But I, I'd yeah, still like um, to do something with the triple crown. I just don't know what I just, I don't like going into the night show, knowing who you're picking that you're all in the main. I just don't like that, but I don't know a better way quite yet to do it. You know, I, I think that, we might alter yeah. handicaps maybe drastically for those races. We talked about that, how yeah. we do them differently for a shootout when we have both combined coats. Maybe the triple crowns require yeah. handicaps to have a cap at like 12 or 11. So you have to bet on the guys that are, yeah. you, know, you can't Something. just get free points basically. Yeah. There's not enough time to go between the LCQs and the mains. And there's not enough time before the LCQs. Then you have four guys that you don't know who's in. I don't know. I just, I don't know. We'll see. Figure that out when yeah. we come to it. But, um, Thank you to 100% Interwest Hemp, Pro Taper, and Fly Racing for this podcast. Again, stay tuned. Juice is coming up here right now to talk about his big win. But thank you, everybody, for playing for Pulp Mex Fantasy for 2020 season. It was a, a hell of a ride. Thank you to Dan Truman uh, for joining this podcast most weeks. And, of course, Travis Marks uh, for joining us uh, on this podcast and, and holding everything down on the back end of things. Thank you, Charles Castler, we had on. We had Kyle Bentley on this podcast. Um, yep. Missing anybody? I think that's about it. But, um, just yeah, all our site sponsors, you know, that we we don't talk about on a weekly basis, like Michelin and Zools and 
um, all the season sponsor, you know, Throttle Syndicate, Maxima, all our different site sponsors. Thanks for thanks supporting us for prizes, and um, yeah, hopefully bigger and better next year. JT, we'll see you in Industry Idiots 2021. Uh, that is not a, not affirmative, but uh, I wish luck to all of you. <laughs> all right, everybody. All right. <laughs> uh, stay tuned. We're going to talk to Juice, but Paul, JT, thanks, boys. Okay, guys. Later. See ya. Now, as promised on the Pulp Mex Fantasy Podcast, uh, we finally connected the winner of the Pulp Mex Fantasy Championship League season, Juice31, a.k.a. Drew Swenson. Drew, what's up, man, and congratulations. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, thank you very much, man. That's awesome, right? Uh, so you're Kyle Chisholm's cousin? Yeah, that's correct, actually, yeah. Uh, uh, so how many times did you pick Chiz? Like during the even in Supercross um, and everything. Uh, Supercross, I don't really remember. Um, I guess he did. Yeah, he did pretty much all of them. Yeah. Least. So yeah, yeah. outdoors, he only did WW, and I picked him on that one because I was like, guys, ah, whatever. I think he had a twelve that weekend. Yeah, he, he crushed I like, it. I gotta take him. He crushed yeah. it, right? And also, if he goes out and crushes it, you know, you can't you can't tell him who I picked. He wants to see my picks every weekend, and he's all up in my business if I don't pick him. So. Right, right. I, I skipped you know. him at WW because he'd been off all year, and it was, yeah. it was sand, and it was hot, and, and I, I, I should have picked Chiz. I should have yeah. done it. But, uh, I'm banking on the Florida heat and everything, you know? I know, right? Uh, so you were third going in, um, and you came out first. How closely were you following it on the day of the race? Like, How, how much did you know what was going on, or did you have something going on, and you made your picks and, and you went on? Yeah, so actually, I was at uh, I was at work that day. Um, I worked as an EMT, so I was on the ambulance, and so I couldn't really watch it most of the day because I was, you know, busy and stuff. Yeah. But it just so happened that the last moto, I actually I didn't have to do any work. Like we didn't have any calls going on at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. So I got to watch the entire final 450 moto, um, and I was just sitting in the truck watching it, and uh, you know, I was like telling my partner, I'm like, here, watch this for me, and I was like telling her which guys to watch. I was like, I can't watch this anymore. Because I didn't really know, and the dashboard was kind of showing on the website. It wasn't popping up, and I didn't realize that you could go in and look at the results like after each moto, and it would update. Mm-hmm. So I had no clue what place I was in, and all of a sudden I looked on Twitter, and it said the guy that was in third place coming in is now leading. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I was in third place coming into this one. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm winning. And then coming into the final moto, so I had Tickle, yeah, he fell early on in that final moto, and I was like, "Oh no!" Right, and so uh, you know, I like put the heart rate monitor on me when I was in the ambulance. It was like one sixty the whole moto. I was <laughs> man, but uh, yeah, so it, I was only really able to watch that final moto, but it was yeah. probably the best one. It was good. Yeah, really. Um, we were we were did our podcast earlier, uh, and we were laughing because Gage Shear is a risky pick, oh, man. man. That's a risky oh, pick. Man. Why did you go that way, and and how did you know, so, or what, what did you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of guys kind of went the California local guys for that final round, that Paula thing. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to Kyle about that earlier. I'm like, man, like, who, you know, who's the California local guys? Like, who should I go with? And he actually told me, I think he told me not to go with him, but I did anyway. And I, he had Max, I think, in the first one, right, 50, and then the second one he crashed out or whatever. And whenever that happened, I was, I was not, I was like, I'm probably out of it now. And yeah. then also in the first 450 moto, I had A-Ray, right? And his bike, whatever bike problems he had. And I, I, again, I didn't really get to see it that much, but I knew he didn't finish like on the last lap or whatever. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh no, I hope his bike's good to go for the second moto. Cause as soon as that happened, I figured I'm out of this thing. And yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. I found out I was still leading and I was like, wow. He actually ended up cause it was the but, last lap. He ended up getting double points. He just barely, barely, right, but he, yeah. Like 28th or something. Right. I right. Think. Yeah. Um, oh wow. Yeah. So cause, uh, the two guys ahead of you picked Mitchell Falk. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I heard. Yeah, so you, I, he was never even on my radar. Honestly, I didn't I didn't even think to pick him. Did you? But, so you didn't pick him at Lakewood then? Obviously, you didn't. He got a hundred uh, at Lakewood. Yeah. Maybe I. Uh, Let me I look. Don't I, think I, so, I, got, no. I got I got your Thunder Valley scores right here. Let's see if you. did If that. I would have picked him, yeah, that's why I wouldn't have. Picked no, you did. Yeah, you picked you picked Mitchell Falk at Lakewood. Okay, yeah, hundred points. So I guess that was a blessing in disguise. Right, right. right. Uh, get the chance to pick him. First two first lap leaders, that was pretty easy. A lot of us got that. Uh, AC and Cooper, yeah. that was a no-brainer, right? 
So about that, I actually never picked first lap leaders the whole series except for I picked them the first round. Yep. I got them both wrong, and I was like, I'm done with this. I'm never doing this again. <laughs> and then I didn't pick them all season, and I was thinking about it, and, you know, AC was kind of the easy pick yeah. all all year, and then in Cooper maybe for 250s, some of those guys. And I was like, if I had been picking them all year, I probably would have had a nice, like, 100 or so point lead going into this mm-hmm. instead. Yep. Honestly, but I and then I was like, well, I kind of have to pick them because I was looking back and I saw that the guys that were in first and second going in had been picking them all year. Yep. I'm like, they're going to pick them in the final one. They're probably going to go Cooper and Adam. I'm like, I can't lose. If yep. they lose points, I also lose them. So right. might as well. So yeah. So you were going for it. You weren't happy to take your third. You know what I mean? Like you were kind of going for <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. I that's I kind of went in and I was like, you know what? I'm pretty close. I'm only twenty. I was twenty five out going into Thunder Valley, and then. I had a decent Thunder Valley, and I then I was 29 out. I'm like, man, I still lost points going in because we had the one guy like swing shot at me. And I was like, man, those first lap leaders would have been 30 points. I should have done that. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go all out. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, the gauge share crash and A-Ray's bike or whatever. I was yeah. like, oh, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> and Cody yeah. Shock was a good one, too. He was a privateer kid. Yeah. He's, he's had a lot of bike issues or crashes, but 100 points for – Maxed out for that. Yeah, so, yeah, no, that was for a, sure. I I picked him a few times this year. I think. Yeah, he was pretty good every time I picked him. Yeah, no, you know what, man, it's awesome. It's cool to see you do that jump, and and uh, it's awesome that you that you uh, played Pulp Mex Fantasy, and and you got yourself a Yamaha YZ two fifty. What are you going to do with it? You going to sell it? You going to ride it? What's your plans? Uh, I'm probably going to ride it. Um, I actually have. That's what I currently ride is Yamahas and stuff. And I have a. I sold the 250 a few years back, but I still have the 250 and a 450. But okay, probably end up selling the 250 at least, and then keep the new 250 that I got. Yeah. Um, oh, so, awesome! Good. Yeah, it worked out that they were Yamahas and already on that and everything. It was awesome. You're a Blue Crew guy. Yeah. Yeah, Blue Crew. Um, do you listen to the pod weekly? Do you, or do you not? Do you not listen to us I, uh, us experts? I used to. I used to a lot. I haven't listened much lately. It's just like I don't know. It's weird. I'm pretty close to work, and I, that's usually when I would listen to it. Is mm-hmm. driving there and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yep. Yeah, I used to listen to a lot more, but right. I definitely. I know I listened to the the fantasy wrap up after whatever. I was like, huh. I wonder if they said my name on here. And I went on there and listened to that one. Yeah, you guys talking about it? But. Yeah, yeah. Coming into Paula, we kind of broke it down a little bit on on what the standings were and everything else, and. And JT uh, had to deal with the guy that was leading, F-150 motocrosser guy, and he picked Phil Falk, and oh, so yeah. did JT. Did. So they had a lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, anger at Mitchell Falk for blowing up his bikes. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, and apparently JT is not doing it anymore, is what I've heard. What's that? Is he done? Isn't he out of a... Uh... He said he was done with fantasy or something? He said he's done with the in, the Industry Idiots League, the paying league, the $100 yeah, yeah. pay-in. But I don't, none of us we'll believe that. that goes. Yeah, none of us believe that. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, apparently I should have been in that one as well, I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you would have done pretty well. Um, how's your, how was your Supercross season for Pulp Mix Fantasy? Not as good? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember exactly what I finished, but I, my overall rank for the whole yep. combined was six. So Nice, nice. But, with with a win, like you know, it balanced out. I don't. I want to say it was like a couple hundred something, like three hundred or something. Maybe yep. I want to think. Right. And then I was sixth overall for the whole whole, the whole thing. thing. So, yeah. National national number six for Pulp Mix Fantasy. Yeah, you started off Loretta's. You had, you were sixteenth overall, so you started the season off really good. Mm-hmm. You had really shitty Red Bud two and a really shitty Millville. But other than that, you yeah, were, you that were was, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I actually I think I had my best like three finishes in like the last three rounds or something. I came like because I was the whole time I you know I had that good start. Yeah, I was like 16th, which was like 12th I think in the championship rank. Yeah, and then I climbed up to second at one point, and I was telling you know Kyle and everybody I'm like yeah I'm only one point out of this first place right now. And then I had those bad red buds and stuff, and I dropped way back. Yeah, and then I climbed. I was talking about that to like eighth place at one point, and I climbed all the way back up and. To third or last one, and that was good. And uh, also, yeah, I forgot that Kyle won round one actually. And yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, you know, let's that one down. He's the one who donated the AC jersey, and then he gave it to Tapia, and it worked out no, really it well. So, yep. uh, he did a really yeah, that good. Was cool. Uh, did do you make your picks um, uh, after qualifying? Do you are you able to do it that closely, or do you sometimes just do them Friday nights, or like how close do you follow so, qualifying when you make your picks? So. Um, Actually, honestly, I didn't really – Supercross, I watched practice a lot. Yep. Um, and I would usually – you know, you make like a whatever, just like a placeholder set, and then you go in and you fix them or whatever. And I made 
most of my picks after qualifying for Supercross. Okay. Outdoors, I really didn't get a lot, get to watch a lot of practice, so I was kind of just going based on purely based on handicaps and and I looked on the list and go, okay, I'm looking at thirteen, he qualified eighteenth or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's go with him. So like, you know, it wasn't I wasn't actually like watching it as intense as yeah. you, know, you might think or something. So yeah, right, not, right. not a whole lot of qualifying, at least for outdoors. And but, it was it worked out though. But that gives the people that don't study and have the Excel sheets open some hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that Drew, Drew Drew was able to to win a bike by just uh, you know kind of glancing at the times and, and randomly picking some dudes. So yeah, pretty much. And like I, uh, you know, I was talking to Kyle and and Ricky Renner actually this uh, like two weekends ago. It was Kyle's daughter's birthday, and we were mm-hmm. all over there talking. And we were, they were all, you know, trying to micromanage my picks the whole time. I'm like, guys, I'm the one that got here in the first place. <laughs> so, so they're all over me, and we were talking about that, um, about how, like, qualifying times and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't go big off of qualifying times. And they're like, yeah, but, I mean, it's just one lap. Like, I'm like, I don't know, man. That's how I've been doing it all year, and it's working out well. So. Yeah, leave me alone. Beat it, Renner and Yeah, and everybody's on my stuff about it. Right. Like, guys, I'm the one that's in third place right now. Yeah, yeah, I know. I like it. I like it for sure. Um, well, Drew, uh, thanks, man. Thank you for playing. I'm, I'm stoked to give you this Yamaha. You, we've got some paperwork in for Yamaha. They're going to contact you. Uh, it might take a couple of weeks. They're going to find a dealer down there in Florida where you live and uh, 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 arrange for you to pick it up, man. And so you, if you could social media it or tweet it for us or something, that'd be great. Uh, we'd really enjoy it. Absolutely. That. Um, I'll do that for sure. And, uh, yeah, man, thanks a lot for playing Pulp Mix Fantasy. We, we all really appreciate it. Congratulations on the win. And now you got to win another one, man. Now you got to do it again in 2021. Yeah, yeah i got to put in my money early for – next season yeah absolutely comes out soon we'll find out i guess huh yeah sounds good man well thanks drew and have a good night thank you for the time for this all right thanks thanks to everybody for uh, making it happen all right man see ya all right right, have a good night